shows are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Welcome to the Adventures in Tech podcast. Talking the latest tips and trends in educational technology to innovate and engage your students. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Dan. Welcome to episode 23 of the Adventures in Tech podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew. And I'm Dan. And we are excited you're joining us on this venture. As always, if you like the content, please help us out. Provide feedback and a rating on wherever you download your podcast from. We greatly appreciate your support. There are a ton of things going on in the classroom. My co-host here is a little bit under the weather. Yes. It's the allergy season for I him. I love spring. He runs 50 miles. Of course, he's <laughs> sucking in the pollen there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Would you rather be in spring or winter? Winter. Uh, um, see, I don't know. The warm weather. I know. It's anyway, nice. It is nice. nice. Can you believe it's been 23 episodes? 23. And uh, for all of our listeners, we are going to 25, and that will wrap up season one. So do, do you realize more. that's like over 10 hours of our voices? That's a lot. It's uh, like your million cells of 10 hours there. of us on the line. <laughs> yes, there you go. All right. We're not even going to do a would you rather this week because we have uh, a lot of news going on. Uh, so let's go uh, classroom updates. Do we want to just give uh, it's busy. It's busy. It's just busy. We have podcasting about national parks. We have commercials of national parks. We have first grade podcasts about where to go. We have math talk podcasts. Podcasts is all over the place. What else we got going? Three D printing. Three D printing. I just came from an AP calculus class where we're. I I'm just not even going to pretend I do not understand the math at all. But the math looks phenomenal, and using whatever they're using in order to design things for 3D printing, I'm really excited about. So at least I know how to use Tinkercad, correct? And got that introduced to the students, and now they are ready to run with it. Yeah, they'll have a blast with that, and uh, we'll definitely post some of the pictures out on social media sure. as they you know as they progress through that uh, activity. So. Let's talk uh, weekly windup. Google, there's a bunch of news that came out. First thing is the enhanced menus in Google Docs improves findability of key features on the desktop. So basically, it's just making the menu in Google Docs easier to locate the things you use the most, such as short menus for better navigation, reorganization for more intuitive feature location, and prominent icons. They all have the icons. It's pretty much been out. Just just for some functionality purpose, uh, I know someone actually came to me and said, Published to the web is gone. Where is it? I don't know. Why did they change it on me? Well, it's still there. You just got it's underneath share. share. So it's kind of nested. That's all. So uh, it's already been rolled out uh, effectively immediately. Uh, everything should be done by the end of May, but rapid release and scheduled release domains are, are pretty much uh, on the go with it. I'll tell you what I still, that feature I love in that menu is the email. Um, being able to do the email template in docs yes and then email send file email the collaborators you know it's great i love the approvals we do that all yep. the time uh you know having the approval process you know when we create our show documents and and what we're going to be speaking to you about uh other google workspace updates included the uh, externally friendly booking pages with appointment scheduling in google calendar so now in addition to appointment slots in google calendar now they're having appointment scheduling for workspace editions. So this was first introduced in the individuals uh, about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And the appointment scheduling feature now allows users to share their availability via booking page, which can be used by external stakeholders, clients, partners, parents, you know, any kind of stakeholder at all. I love this feature. I do. It's such to have that booking page makes things so much easier. I, I mean, I, I'm sure people have used it in the past, you know, specifically for conference time, mm -hmm. PTC Fast, and all those paid versions, free 99. I it's love it. It's now included. This I'm, is 
Huge. Calendar always had those appointment slots, but you actually had to go into the calendar. Right. And and it, wor- it worked well. It was a workaround. It, right. it was, it was, but I think it was a little challenging for the person to book the appointments. Right. Um, so now having that booking page is great. Yeah. I mean, professors at higher ed can now invite students to office hours each week. HR can share their availability for any kind of Q&A sessions. But the nice thing is the external use cases. This is huge for those who do not have a Google account can now schedule meetings, so parent meetings, and you can automatically ensure there's no conflicts uh, with existing calendar events. The conferences and meetings with uh, administrators and other stakeholders is huge. So this is a great gradual rollout up to 15 days. It's already out, actually. And the scheduled release is now fully out for all of the Google Workspace additions. All right, other weekly wind-up. Dan, did you see Flipgrid made a lot of updates? I did see that. Um, looking at now, push notifications. So get notified when people comment on your videos, when new responses arrive in groups you lead, and when new topics are posted. So I love that. Yeah, a lot of it was done to the mobile app uh, versus the web-based version. But you can open links to Flipgrid groups, topics, and videos directly in the app now. You can uh, kind of change the appearance right. of the Flipgrid app. Uh, with uh, dark mode, light mode, or system default. So a lot of things that they have updated recently uh, as they continue to evolve the use of Flipgrid. And I really enjoy their mobile app, too. It's great. It I, you is. know, it's underutilized, I think. Uh, you know, I think most people always use the web version, but it, it has definitely got its space in the mobile app. Uh, and and one thing that's been there for a while but it is accessible through the mobile, mobile app is the Flipgrid AR. Which uh, is great. Which is Which is a fantastic thing, so... Um, yeah, if you haven't checked out their, their mobile app, it's on iOS and Android, definitely download that and look at it. That's it. Uh, quizzes, uh, had an update, audio questions and audio and video response question types. Now, so audio and video responses and quizzes are types of questions that enable your students to answer using audio or video to a question that they read from their screens. The audio question enables you to record your question within the new quiz editor, and then it enables the students to listen to the question and answer accordingly. So the best part about this, right when I saw this update, world language teachers rejoice. Right. You can hear the bells. Yes. Champagne's flowing from the ceiling, right? They can all have the students answering quizzes with uh, the correct language. So a lot of... uh, tutorials on how to actually go over this and include it in your files with the audio clips and video clips for your students. It's almost like quizzes got on the moat boat. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's exactly right. Uh, And the other one is recurring task end options directly in Google Tasks that has come out. Currently, you can set the end option for a recurring task, never on a certain date or after such and such occurrences by opening the task in Google Calendar. But now you can set this option directly in Google Tasks, and that'll give you more control over how and until when your task will repeat. So if you use the Google Task Manager, this is great. Rapid release, uh, it's a gradual rollout for both rapid release and scheduled release domains. Could be up to 15 days, but it started as of May 4th. All right, so as we are talking in episode 23, I believe we did talk about our good friend Eric Kurtz before, who we've had the opportunity to meet with. And Eric Kurtz, uh, Control-Alt-Achieve, he is a tech integration specialist, certified trainer, certified innovator from Google, uh, based out of Ohio, Big uh, fan of Eric because he's always sharing stuff. Always sharing. So he's got all kinds of things, always updating stuff. Today, we really want to talk about Google tools for math. Uh, And, you know, one thing we want to talk about, it can always be 
challenging is when you're writing those math symbols and expressions. So Eric actually goes over a quadio, which we've talked about, and I think uh, a lot of teachers may have some basic knowledge I of. Would, I would think so. A quadio is a great extension to, to be able to bring in um, equations into Google Docs, Google Slides, and also in Google Forms. Which is huge if you're using it as a quiz feature. So it, the Equadio extension it, is something it, you want to check out. It will allow you to have an equation editor. It will also allow you to handwrite your... Um, your formula is in there, and it uses the AI to convert it. Um, you can also use voice, um, right. and, and it works really well. Um, and then students can also use it if they're answering in form. So math, it's always like you want to show things, you want to get those equations in there. I, I, I know what a hassle it is for our colleagues. Um, so if they haven't checked out Equadio, definitely do it. And what's nice is they do have a premium version, right? and the premium version is free 99 for teachers. That's right. To make sure you register as a teacher for that full version at uh, no cost, we will put the link in the show notes. So uh, definitely you can do that. And you can. it's not just math. You can also do it as uh, science as well in Google Docs and Forms, Jamboard math activities with Equadio and Equadio math spaces. There's a t- whole slew of options that you can use with Equadio. And, you know, I will mention for... For those, um, Desmos is integrated right into Equadio. Yep. And you can build those math spaces right in your documents. App smashing at its finest. So we will talk. That's the biggest one when it comes to writing math and science symbols and expressions is to use Equadio. Uh, You want to talk about Google Sheets, math activities? Um, Not yet. I just wanted to talk um, something that we, we can see there is actually the Google Classroom mobile app. I'm not sure how many people um, have utilize the the mobile app for Google Classroom but one thing that it does do is it allows you to do drawings um, right so you know if you want students to write and show their work and do all those things you're able to use your finger on the touch screen of, of your mobile device and write in text or, or whatever it is and it saves it as a PDF and automatically submits it into the assignment of Google Classroom. Right. It's got that annotate feature built in. And and that will also work for teachers who want to maybe do some of their grading through the mobile app as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Again, uh, it's on Android and iOS and we can share the links right. as so, well. So, you know, just to recap that, you have digital handwriting through the app, uploading pictures, recording videos, um, and also your, your notifications. Perfect. Perfect. We talk about sheets in uh, 10 million cells, right? So (laughs) when we talk about Google Sheets math activities, there are spreadsheet activities for all subjects areas. And there's a video that Eric has as well that goes completely in depth about all of the activities you can do with Google Sheets. But there are ones, let's just talk about analyzing data to start, right? You can have uh, a collection form to the collection sheet. He's got something great that he also took from um, uh, Google Apps for Littles, Christine Pinto, Mm -hmm. another person to follow with graphing gummy bears. So when you talk about the math activities, it's that hands-on, right? The, The students are automatically able to create the graph in Google Sheets by using gummy bears. Um, they have comparing charts example. We talked about Pi Day and discovering Pi with Google Sheets. 12 Days of Christmas, guided math activities. You have your logic in. What if, you know, spreadsheet right. math. You have labs, um, linear functions, projectile motions. What's great is it's all utilizing Google Sheets, and Eric is giving you the Sheets templates 
that you can go make a copy of and then adapt it to your needs. Right, and the script is there, so the student can basically type in any letter in the box, and it automatically will create the color-coded bar graph, you know, for example, in that graphing gummy bear sheet. So that is something, as we talk about spreadsheets, there's so much you can do with spreadsheets. You know, one thing is working your sheets, students um, help with formula, mean, median, mode, minimum, maximum. You can look at ranges, interquartile range, mean, absolute deviation. Um, there's a lot that you can incorporate um, using Google Sheets into your instruction. And once again, I love that he's providing the templates for you. So another thing he had also mentioned is learning databases. So you can have students build learning databases with Google Sheets. And mm -hmm. he pretty much has a whole blog article about it and, and how Google Sheets is amazingly flexible. It allows you to randomly generate writing props, right? So prompts the ELA teachers rejoice there. You can create pixel art and obviously discover mathematical properties. There's a lot you can do. So, you know, one idea I'll just share that he talked about is characters from a novel. So when students read a novel for school, there's a lot of characters to keep track of, includes who they are, how they're related, what they do, what changes they go through and more. It could be a lot to track of and make sense of. So one great way to manage all this info, make those connections and transfer what you have learned is answer questions by using a Google Sheet to collect the character information. So he used a powerful book, Wonder, by uh, R.J. Palacio, and he's got all kinds of questions set up in this database, character name, age, gender, what part of the family, uh, do they change over the course of the novel, and do they show, show up in part one through eight, and then your own notes about the character. So definitely cool with how you can kind of keep track of the characters, and then obviously use the power of sheets with sorting, sorting and filtering. You know, sheets isn't alone in, in uh, you know, helping out with math instruction. Um, Google Drawings, he's providing a number of math activities using Google Drawings. Yeah, there's a lot with that. So um, there's tons of spreadsheet activities. We could go on and on just right. about spreadsheets and, and the 10 million cells and what you can do with them. Um, but we're not going to go over that now. That would be uh, for maybe another episode at some point. But getting back to the drawings, you know, we can look at, he provides you 11 ways to teach math with Google Drawings. So, you know, again, we'll have all these links for you to this document, but you can really use that for lines of symmetry, splitting rectangles, shape art project a fraction flag, pictographs, um, the list goes on and on, of uh, sorters, uh, adding integers, algebra tiles. Yeah, pattern blocks, tangrams, everything, you know, it's all included. So uh, Google Docs, let's talk Docs now, math let's, activities. Let's go there. Uh, you know, he talks about emoji learning activities with Google Docs, and he has a pictograph example. And it's very cool because it's kind of just allows the students, to, it's an easy way for them to visualize, to see, to create that math activity, to create that pictograph. He has an example of how many pets do you have at home, mm -hmm. and the dog is, is the key there, and they just gave able to uh, put the dog for how many pets each one of their classmates have at home. It's great. Um, there's another one, solving story problems with the highlight highlight tools. Um, so that's a, that's a great link as well. So um, using that sample document that he gives you, you can adapt it, and you can do the um, you know sample words, and then use the highlighter to highlight in one color given values, another color operations, another color the question to answer, another color your unrelated. Um, info. So if you're helping students analyze those word problems, putting them in a Google Doc and having them use the highlighter tool to bring out the different components of the word problem is a great use of the of Google Docs. 
Yeah, so we've covered sheets, we've covered drawings, we've covered docs. Let's talk the Swiss Army knife. Google That's Slides. Google Slides. Google Slides. We know Google Slides is great because you can definitely explain your math with video. You automatically can insert that video. And as we've talked about in the past, that gray space on the side is so uh, important to be able to utilize because you're most times you're not going into present mode. So utilizing that gray space on the side is just more area for you to provide instructional tools for your students. And, you know, the ability of slides uh, to embed your video right there brings in the whole idea of creating those, as Matt Miller said, those those short videos, keep them Correct. short and uh, using Screencastify to create those videos and then embed them directly into your Google slide deck. Um, will really be beneficial to your students. I do think Screencastify is the number one probably screen recorder type that could be utilized for slides. He does have others like Record to Slides. That's on the web store. Chrome Canvas. You can obviously use Jamboard and a web a white a web whiteboard. That's a fun word to say. Awwapp.com. Haven't really played with that, have you, Dan? I haven't. But um, looking into the slides, you know, that makes me think of our conversation last week with Matt and those third party. Um, providers that have been doing so well to integrate into right. um, the different ecosystems like Google and so forth. So one thing to always remember with working with Google Slides is, yeah, students don't really have the, the ability to write into slides or show things. But then if you launch your slide deck through Pear Deck, you can get that you would be able to allow students to interact with the slide deck, um, be able to use the drawing tools, everything else in there to provide their their answers and you can get all that valuable um, formative assessment data. And there's a ton of information and resources in regards to Pear Deck. We don't have enough time to cover that in one episode because the power of Pear Deck is just, uh, it's awesome. It's, you know, audio, uh, the free interactive templates, the critical thinking templates, awesome add-ons for it. There's a lot you can do for Pear Deck that we will have to cover at another time. Uh, so looking down, we, we did mention the uh, screen recording. I mean, and especially now with the screen recording, be able to put those videos in, but then Screencastify upping its game and having those interactive questions in there, which can still be embedded into your slide decks is, I mean, such a great tool that, I mean, that you can really provide that differentiated one-on-one -on -one learning experience yep. by using your screen recordings. And it's so simple. It doesn't, so simple. It doesn't need to be the video. It's just you demonstrating something it's great and it is it's easy it's easy it's it's uh, on the same ecosystem so it makes it easily accessible for everybody so uh digital whiteboards jamboard that's you know that's that's the main one let's be honest you know before jamboard we don't know what life was like before no. jamboard we were trying to find all those third-party apps but right now jamboard is pretty much uh everything that you know we want in a whiteboard maybe a couple other things but they keep you know, they keep updating. And and I love that Jamboard does have the um, graph paper background. Yes. That makes it great. You know, if you're having activities with students finding slope or, or anything that would do with the graphing, um, Jamboard is a great interactive whiteboard that both you can use and your students can um, use as well, either as an individual student or also in a collaborative environment. Yeah, and it's just simple because the, the toolbar is right there with the pen, the marker, the highlighter, the brush, eraser, the tool, sticky notes, images, shapes, and then the text box and the laser pointer. So they're all there, and you can add as many frames. You can have up to 20 in a jam, uh, and it makes it pretty easy for collaboration, as you had mentioned. 
And, you know, the one thing I will point out, because you talked about the Classroom mobile app, Jamboard does have a mobile app as well. They do. Yeah, it's great. Uh, a couple other whiteboards, uh, Chrome Canvas is one. Uh, Cursive, which is only for Chrome OS. Uh, I haven't looked at that one. And then uh, we have looked at mathwhiteboard.com uh, in, in the past, which seems, you know, very similar to Jamboard. I think they had more of a space, right. uh, you know, before Jamboard came out. Uh, but it's something that, you know, everybody's different. you got to find the tool that works best for you and your classroom. So let's uh, talk about a little fun things that can help everyone. I mean, in Google, the Omnibox. Yeah. The Omnibox, the all-powerful Omnibox. Um, there, that For those of you that might not be familiar with the Omnibox, that's that box that you usually type in to search for something. At the top. At the top, but it's so much more. It is. You can, you, it really has some great functions in it. Yeah, some of them, I mean, you can have uh, basically probability and random numbers. So if you want a number spinner, you search spinner. You want a random number generator, you can search random number generator. Flip a coin, roll a die, you want a calculator, you search calc, unit conversions, area, it's got geometry calculator built right in, and obviously you can graph equations as well. So, you know, just to get back there, if you wanted to do a roll a die, you go into the Omnibox and type in roll a die, and it's going to bring it right up on the screen. You can choose one, two, three, four, five dice, um, in order to do that, um, flip a coin is going to be the same thing. So all that probability that you're working on. Um, the Omnibox is a calculator. I mean, it's not going to be as powerful as your TI. A graphing, right? Graphing, but it, it will have graphing calculator functions. It will have, um, they say, a, ge a geometry calculator. Um, so you can do unit conversions right there in the Omnibox um, and just get your basic calculator as well. Yeah, and it's right there, and it's free. Free 99, as we always say, we always push. That's that's great, and it's right there within Google. So uh, it's very simple. You can just post that link in your classroom or your LMS, and it'll automatically come up. We did mention scientific calculators. There is a scientific calculator extension, uh, and we can post that as well with the Chrome Web Store link to that if you know you need that those TI-83s or 89s or whatever they're on now. So... Um you know, basically the point of this going through Eric Kurtz and his math things is often, um, I, I hear it too, that our our math teachers often feel neglected yep. um, when it comes to integrate technology and what they can actually do in the Chrome, in the Chrome environment. Um, but there, there are a lot of resources there for you. I think it just come, comes with the idea of let me look at what's available, come in with an open mind and being able to use these tools for the purpose they have. And some of it is very simple to do, which is good. You know, you don't have to go through all these hoops and do all these different things to, to have students demonstrate understanding of their concepts. Um, so definitely our, our colleagues out there, take a look at all the resources here. Yeah, and as far as, you know, like you said, in the math ecosystem, they, they do have, they have felt left out in the past Google has kind of upped their game and made it so it's they're more inclusive of making sure math and science are included with all those tools. Because let's face it, equations was de definitely difficult mm -hmm. to demonstrate or graphing if you didn't have that uh, availability in those digital spaces. So they have definitely uh, improved upon that, and I'm sure they will continue to do so. So, And, you know, a lot of what Google's now, we talked about the practice sets that Google's coming up with in uh, Google Classroom. So that's using the AI to help students right. along the way by providing them clues in their, in, their, um, in, in their workflow. So a lot of that is with math and science and, and everything, using that AI, um, using the search mobile app, and then getting um, the ability to scan something and having the AI 
break it down for you. So they, there, there are a lot of things out there. Yeah. So uh, we're going to wrap up because we've had a couple long episodes recently. So we're going to kind of uh, save some time on this one. Uh, any final thoughts, Dan? I know we got a couple more episodes uh, coming up. We we did mention Matt Miller will be here. We'll definitely have a recap uh, for for our sessions with Matt when he's live here in person in the Hudson Valley. But uh, any final thoughts, Dan? Uh, um, just I know the weather's getting nice. Some people oh, can't wait. It, it is great. Uh, some people are in the same boat as me with their allergies, but yeah. we'll all get through it. <laughs> um, but the weather's getting nice, and you know things are really starting to get a little like frantic, I think, out there in the classrooms. There's a lot more energy in there. So thinking about, you know, the, that energy, that excitement, the, the students are, are, you know, have so many things going on, um, really, you know, maybe considering that and, you know, taking now the opportunity to let the students really get in and be creative and be designers and allow them to put that energy into, into something that they can really find you know, passion or pride. Absolutely. And it'll make you more efficient as well as you wrap up your school year. Cause we know it's May and school districts uh, in the South and the West are starting to wrap up, but earlier than here in the Northeast. So other than that, we do have our sticker request as always, if you want some swag, definitely just uh, click on that. We'll get that out to you. Other than that, once again, thank you for all your support. Listen on all the platforms, leaving those reviews, questions, comments, suggestions, please reach out. Tech car, work smart, live an adventure. Find Andrew on all socials at a Nicola tech and Dan at WCSD Tech DR.